Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania. Diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more, this podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Live It Listens podcast. Today, we're in episode 86. And yes, you read the title correctly. We are back again with my dad, Yokotanya, is back on the podcast because you guys requested for him to be back. I got a genius comment on YouTube under the last video, last time I had him on here. And they asked to do a Q&A from you guys to Joe. And I was like, you know what? That's a brilliant idea. We're freaking doing, doing it. You guys love that episode with him. And so I was like, we have to bring him back. And I was like, you don't got to tell me twice because I love speaking with Joe. I have to say couple little disclaimers. We were kind of on a little bit of a time crunch while recording this. That's why we kind of kept it only about 45 minutes. And I didn't really elaborate too much on like my input on his questions. I just let him answer because you guys asked so many amazing questions, which I want to say thank you guys so much because they were so awesome. I feel like we touched on so many different topics in this interview that I really loved. So I really wanted to get to as many questions as possible, him to get as many answers out as possible. So I didn't really you know, bounce back too much on my responses to his questions. Also, there were some questions that were very sensitive that like I was going to cry if we kept talking about him. Like there's still definitely obviously that very personal relationship. Like he's my father. So there was other things I was like, you know what? I can't even elaborate on this or else I'm going to cry and it's going to get way too deep and like too much to unpack right now. And then also we were kind of on a time crunch because I had to take him um, to the airport after this. So Anyways, I just want to say thank you guys again so much for asking such amazing questions. This is such an awesome podcast episode. I love this one even more than the first episode that I had him on. We touch on so many different things, all from like financial literacy to starting your own business to Joe's biggest failure, right? To marriage, divorce, choosing a life partner, fitness, parenting. We really touched on so many wide variety of topics. So I feel like there's so much value in this episode and I hope you guys love it as much as I loved filming it and recording it. I always love sharing my my family with you guys and sharing my dad specifically and he was happy to come on and share some words of wisdom just in regards to his life experience so with none other ado welcome again my beloved father joe catania welcome back joe catania to the lift fit listens podcast didn't think we'd see you back so soon uh i couldn't say no to another uh heartwarming <laughs> invitation if you know what i'm saying Joe got an encore. What can he say? So today we're going to do a little Q&A with Joe. And of course, like you already know, we start with gratitude. Would you like to start us off one thing you're feeling grateful for today before we get rolling? Today, I think I'm feeling grateful for energy, for feeling like I still have some stamina left. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, Joe's still feeling the being alive running through his veins. That's it. I'm thankful for peace. I'm thankful to have woken up like in a safe home and that we're living in a peaceful atmosphere. Because it's not peaceful everywhere around the world right now. That's for sure. I'll tell you that. So all these, Joe has no idea what these questions are going to be. I didn't give him any for a warning. He's basically sitting down cold turkey before I take him to the airport. So all these questions are ranging from like business to financial literacy, to relationships, to parenting. So we're going to touch on like just kind of one from each category. Right, I have a disclaimer. I'm not an expert in any part of these questions. I'm going to just tell you what I think and the way I live. Question number one, best way to save money. I feel like there's a lot of ways to take this, but just from your general, would you say maybe it's rolling into investments, certain um, savings accounts? 
I, I think that's a great question, really. Um, and I think there's a lot of well-written uh, advice out there for people that are trying to get started. Uh, and so I think that, again, I'm not an authority on it, but I can tell you a couple key things that, that I've learned over the years. Number one is you pay yourself first. So savings has to be the first bill you pay. Then second of all, a little bit of savings goes a long way. People that tend to be, uh, let's say, uh, well, I don't say impoverished, but people that tend to have very little in the savings feels feel like they never have enough to make a difference. But you'd be surprised, $25, $50, $100 a month makes a difference. If you can get to $100 a month, it's $1,200 a year, $2,400 in two years. And then you start eyeing the next benchmark of the $3,000. Well, in six months after that, you'll have $3,000 in the savings. So really not to delay the answer, I would say, number one, pay yourself first. Number two, even small incremental uh, efforts go a long way in the long run. Yeah. Great answer. Okay, question number two. Favorite thing about having daughters? No tea or shade to Lucas. I'm just a daddy's girl. Joe's like, uh, I got to think long and hard about no, it. No, no, no. I, I have lots of great things to say about having daughters. I, I mean, I, I think every dad wants a son. There's no question about it. Uh, but, but daughters are truly a daughter for life. I think that there's no question that the daughter uh, has a very different relationship with their dads. And so I find with my daughters, I can have a sporting relationship as well as a nurturing relationship as well as a kitchen relationship. Sorry about that. I thought I silenced it. But in any event, um, uh, so I, I think as far as favorite things, uh, I, I think is is the relationship is definitely different than, than with a son. So to me, probably the added benefit to a daughter is uh, you have um, more of a, a I guess a nurturing relationship as as much as a a sporting and a in a in a, in a, in a uh, an active relationship. I feel like maybe Joe comes to some of us, the the daughters for yeah the nurturing. Oh Joe, yeah, and then he goes to Luke when he's like, yeah, buddy, we're gonna go get face shots. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. <laughs> Next question, moving into working out. These are gonna be all over the board, but I kind of like when they kind of keep things interesting. Next one is about working out. She said, how has your perspective, well, has your perspective on working out and being fit changed with age? Absolutely. How? Absolutely. It has. I, I think as a, as a young male, we are always thinking more about, I think, the, I don't want to say always, the majority of people, uh, I think as a younger male tend to think about weight training and strength training as, a key to fitness. I think as with my aging, and I can speak to myself on this, the efforts have been clearly about a much more well-rounded athlete. I I look at uh, my cardiovascular health as a priority. Um, So I spend a lot of time cycling. Uh, I still feel weight training is important to maintain uh, bone mass and body structure. So so I, I certainly include that. However, I'm less concerned with the, with the amount of weight that I'm moving and the fact that I'm doing a complete body workout. There's much more focus on my core strength. There's much more focus on my, uh, on my, um, uh, my glutes and my power through my hips and lower body and, uh, and my cardiovascular health, I would say absolutely as a priority. Yeah. I feel like coming from me, who's like, you know, someone's younger than you, I feel like, and I feel like a lot of people listening, I feel like 
I don't prioritize cardiovascular health much at all. Like I'm still very much into lifting. And sometimes I even feel like, I don't know if you guys are going to feel me on this listening, but like, I feel like sometimes even in the fitness space on social media, it's almost a little bit, it's kind of gotten out of style or almost demonized in some sense, cardio, like of course overdoing it. Cause I feel like there's a point in time where we were all overdoing cardio where it wasn't helping us, but it still is something that needs to be valued and implemented. And that's something that I also want to work on. Well, one, one of the things, the, the way, and, and I'm glad you're clarifying the point is when I say cardiovascular health, I mean, I will do a set of, uh, large muscle weight training, a set of small muscle weight training, and then 60 seconds of jump rope. And I repeat that Mm -hmm. as a superset. So I don't sit on a bench press and do a single uh, exercise for 30 minutes. Uh, The the workout includes um, a cardiovascular heart rate increase while I'm weight training. Right. It's kind of like cross training. It is. A bit, yeah. Okay, next question, which I think this one's really good, and I'm really excited for your answer. This is, I feel this might be a tough one. If you could go back and change one thing you did or didn't do, Joe's already like, here we go. What would it be and why? If you could go back and change one thing you either did or didn't do, what would it be and why? And you can't say nothing. I don't regret. No, no, no. I, I think I, I don't, as long as it's not a single event, I to me, it, it, it's about personal development. I think. I'm a very focused, hard-driving individual. And as I've said this before, I hold myself to higher standards than I expect people around me to adhere to. Uh, but I think along the way, there has been relationships that have been um, overburdened by my persistence and perseverance. So I think if I were to change something, it would be uh, developing a, a kinder, a kinder, gentler side earlier in my life. Oh, really? Why That's such a great answer. <laughs> that is a truthful answer. Isn't that what I'm here for? Yeah, we appreciate the honesty. Wait, that's such a good answer. So you do you feel like you would rather, this is kind of a good question though, because I feel like this is kind of the million dollar question when you hear like successful people get interviewed. It's like, because you have to have this grit to be so laser focused on your goals. You have to say no off days, no holidays. Sorry, I can't see the family. Like you kind of have to in some yeah, sense. Yeah, there's that, a sense of selfishness that's mandated to get to the goal. No at question. Least, at least short term. Right. So would you, if you're, are you saying you would go back and maybe let off the gas a little bit on your career in order to give more to your relationships or not necessarily? I, I don't say, I, I, I don't have regret with what I did. I think I probably could have established the same outcome with a little less abrasion maybe that's perfect way to put it i think that's super valid yeah Yeah. but i mean as as a goal-oriented individual i had the mindset of take no prisoners right so do you feel like a lesson that you maybe have learned is that you don't need to be so cutthroat like there kind of is more of a balance like you don't need to ice everyone out and be so isolated in order to achieve your goals I, i think that's true yes i think absolutely but i think you know, again, you can't, the saying is you can take the boy out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the boy. I, I, I lived with a much greater fear of the wolf at my heels than, than maybe someone who didn't have, uh, or, or someone who had, uh, more security as an upbringing. I was very fearful of poverty. I was very fearful of, of being quote unquote unsuccessful. So, you know, my, my, my sort of mantra was get as far ahead of the wolf as I could because he's out there. And not to put the spin on it, but that's why I speak about so much on the podcast, like kind of childhood traumas and stuff and whatever, how it shows up in relationships as well, because I think that's such a valid thing that you were working through that was so 
Like, I think that makes so much sense. And I think it's so valid. And I think that was something you kind of had to do for your inner child, essentially, is to get to a place where you felt proud of yourself in whatever way that you define that in your career and this sense of security that you were chasing that you didn't have, that you didn't feel like you had totally as a kid sometimes. Sure. Next question, going back to parenting. Would you say your life changed for the better once you had kids? Were you ready or do you think you should have waited and focused on yourself slash building your foundation first? This is a good question. It's a great question. And I, I'm, I love the question. Every part of my life is better with children. Every part. What, should I have waited? The answer is absolutely not. Did I think I should have at the time, meaning that I wasn't ready? I think that's a, an absolute yes. But I never regretted the timing because I felt like when my babies were coming, that was the time. And I'm never afraid of responsibility or afraid of commitment or afraid of, of carrying the weight on my shoulders. Uh, but, but there's, there isn't a thing I do to this day that I wouldn't rather have my children in the picture with me when I'm doing it. So to me, the sooner you can have children in your life, the better your life becomes, uh, number one. And then as far as um, the other part of the question... Were you ready or do you think you should have waited and focused on yourself slash building oh, a foundation? Okay. I mean, I, I would say you never feel ready. I still don't feel ready to be a dad. I mean, I don't. It's, <laughs> that, it's because we, we carry our own baggage and insecurities along the way. And your child looks at me, my children look at me like I have the answers. I have sometimes more answers than they have, but life is full of unknown. So, I mean, I always vowed and I continue to vow that I will walk step for by step or step with step with my child. And so I, I mean, to me, it's, 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 it's an easy answer. And, and that is that everything is better with your children. Joe, but Joe does always know the answers. I always ask Joe and he always knows the answers. <laughs> You're asking me questions. You can't get all choked up. I know I'm over here like, <laughs> because it's so sweet, Jojo. Circling back to what you said you may have gone, done differently. Someone else asked, how do you maintain friendships slash relationships that are important to you while also putting yourself first? Yeah, that's a challenge. There's no question that that's a challenge. I, I mean, I think going all the way back even into college where I did seem to prioritize school with friendships is I really compartmentalized it. When I was ready to be focused on my self-improvement, whether it's studying for grades or, or working out or developing whatever hobby or interest I had, I sort of put that box in the forefront for whatever time I was allowing it. So for example, in college where people might go to dinner and then, and then kind of hang out in the dorms and then the night kind of withered away, I had a sort of a very strong routine and I continue to live by routine is that I would go to dinner at the dining hall, see friends at the, at the dinner table. Then I would go study generally from seven to maybe 11 at night. So I put in four hours and then I would always see friends from 11 to midnight. And then at midnight, you know, like I would going to turn into a pumpkin, I would retire to my room and sleep from midnight to 6am. And that, and I just lived by routine. So I managed to get it all in there in that way. And, and I, and I typically worked out before dinner. So then from there, I would go to dinner, see the friends, then four hours of study, and then one more hour of friends and then lights out and do it over again. And I, I think that's the key to it is organization, uh, and focus on the priority at the time and not commingle 
uh, or multitask where someone's got a headset in, talking to their friend, watching TV and trying to read a book. I didn't do that. Yeah, that's the thing that, that always got me in college. Like, do you want to go study to get at the library? And sometimes that works for people in like group study groups, but like certain things, you know, you're going to be more productive just by doing it yourself. And it's like turns into just a hangout session where you're kind of half doing it. So you're essentially saying you placed boundaries, which is really I, important. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to put it. But I mean, don't, don't, I, I, I never said study groups weren't relevant. I, mm-hmm. I didn't say I wouldn't, certain, certain subjects require a study group. That's mm-hmm. why this is really not a study skill discussion, but I just use that as an example. Right. Another great question. What was the hardest part of parenting? This I want to know because I'm curious about for when I become a parent because I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have like a little. But then I'm like, uh, it's not as easy as you think. It's not as easy as you think, but it is pretty easy. I mean, there's no question. The hardest part of parenting is watching your child suffer when you know you can make it better. I mean, when you see your child in pain and you're trying to figure out how to get them through that, but yet the pain is hurting you more than it's hurting them. That is clearly the hardest part of parenting. You don't want me to get choked up on this episode, Joe. <laughs> You're going to pull that on me. Wait, this is a true story, you guys. When I broke my wrist a couple years ago, I, you know, wrist, you break your wrist, it like hurts, so it's not like, like, like crazy. And so I hadn't like taken any um, pain med- like medicine at all. And then it was like going into that night or I think I woke up the next morning, something, it was like, you know, a few hours after it happened, the pain was like actually starting to set in at that point. And it was just like super uncomfortable. Joe wasn't here at the time. So he calls me up and I'm like, kind of getting tearful towards him. Like, yeah, like, I don't know, Joe. And then I'm just like, it just hurts. And Joe like lost it. He's over there. Like he was like so pressed by it. And so, you know, he like, we hang up the phone. He calls my grandma, my friend that's here. He's like thinking we're going to have grandma drive over from Vegas. Like Anna's going to come over. Like he was so, he was so upset. He started to cry <laughs> like than I, rather than me crying about it. Jojo, he's so empathetic. Ooh, this one may be controversial, Joe. What, which one has it been so far? Every question you ask, you go, ooh, ah, ooh, good question. My audience has good questions. This person said, how does Joe provide attention to all of his kids? Now, you see, it depends on who you ask because we all know there's a favorite son around here. I'm just kidding. That's, that's hard. There's no question because I, 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 I actually have a... Uh, I have a method that I had, that I try to employ. I don't know that it works for all the children, but I absolutely make my rounds and I and I view it that way. I rarely listen to anything in the car when I'm driving. I just tend to call a different child and I make a point of touching base or at least attempting to touch base with every child within every few days. And it just goes around and around. And so I... I I think it has to be a conscious effort. To me, no news is not good news. To me, I need to know the news is good. So That's the truth. <laughs> so I, I reach out. I, as a parent, I reach out, and that's, that's, the, and that's what I need to have the reassurance that every child is fine. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, some because I feel like some people mention how much they talk to their parents. I'm like, Joe's calling me. If I don't talk to Joe, if there's been three days that go by and I didn't talk to Joe, I'm like, like something's off, like something's wrong. I feel like if we don't talk for like a day or two, Joe thinks I'm icing him out. Like remember that one time and we had been texting too. We just hadn't called and like he calls me like two days later. He's like, why are you icing me out? I'm like, what do you mean, Joe? No, but I was actually just thinking about this yesterday because my sister Sophia lives here now, and then my brother and I are also here in the same town. 
down. And so it was like the three of us were here and all of us were kind of like in a different mood and like Joe's in the middle kind of like handling all of it. And that's when I thought I was like, wait a second, being a parent, like you have to like be like essentially be a good present, tentative, empathetic friend to each one of these humans constantly 24 seven all the time. I was like, <laughs> okay, next question. This one was asked a few times, so I feel like we should touch on it real quick. What is Joe's advice for young adults wanting to start a business? I know that's kind of vague because there's so many different ones. No, could it's, start. A, it's another really good question. I mean, the number one, the number one rule or the number one uh, uh, objective is you need a business plan. You need a realistic business plan, and, and you need to you need to look at you know best and worst case scenarios. What's the minimum? amount of success you can have to keep the doors open or the lights on. So the business plan is what does that. And I, and I often, and you know, even from yourself, when we talk as you and I, um, to, for me to try to help guide you is I'm always worried about having enough capital and not to be overextended. And I think that's really what it takes. You need to have uh, financial stamina to endure the growth of a business. So I think a business plan does it. I think many people are unrealistic with the expenses that go along with it. So I think you need to add a little bit of a slush buffer in there. But so number one is having a realistic business plan. Number two, you know, to what degree is your level of commitment? It, are you going to accept uh, other uh, distractions in, in your life while you're starting the business plan? Because make no mistake, and you, I didn't have children at the time, but it was an absolute 80 to 100 hour a week commitment on my end to get started. And I was, and I was, or am a physician. So I had sort of a, you know, guarantee almost of a, of a shingle, so to speak, but still to start, to start a practice up and grow your practice and do the after hours management of the practice. So I think if someone thinks they're going to do a business in a very short uh, no, like, like a 40 hour work week is when you work for someone else. A 60, 80 hour work week is when you work for yourself. However, in the 60, 80 hours of work week, you have a lot more control because you, when you want the hour off, you can decide when, which hour you want to take off. But mm -hmm. a 40 hour work week is when you work for another human to work for yourself or start a business, you have to be willing to put in a 60, 80 hour work week to get started. I think that is so valid. And I feel like that's actually not like spoken about enough or said enough. I think that's so true. And I think that's what's misunderstood because everyone wants to be an entrepreneur or start their own business and all this sort of stuff. But like, that's so the reality of it. Like you do not clock out at your 40 hours. You, you cannot, because you have to realize you're trying to basically, you're trying to create something that wasn't there before. And in order to do that, you need to be doing extra work to get ahead essentially in some sense. So it's like you have to be working overtime if you're wanting to build something from nothing rather than just keeping something going that's already been created. So I think that's a huge thing. And I love what you said that you have to basically be just committed to the process of actually getting it off the ground because I think a lot of people have good ideas like the business plan you're talking about that's right. definitely step one but then how do you get that idea to something tangible and something functioning and something flourishing and that is that bridge that you're talking about which is that that work ethic that consistency sure. and showing up for sure so kind of next question that someone asked that I remembered and it kind of goes hand in hand because you touched on it someone asked how does Joe feel about your content creation career while we're on it because I feel like I get this question decent amount They're like what do your parents think about it what do your parents think about it there was no question in the beginning I was a, a, a complete skeptic and I was supportive but not overly encouraging you were supportive more so in the sense of like a hobby, I felt like. Like you'd be like, okay, do whatever, whatever, but then... Well, I wouldn't even say as a hobby. I felt I was supportive in the sense that pursue your passion, recognizing it needed to be 
financially rewarding, I guess, and financially successful for a better term. My skepticism truly came because I feel the generation today, I guess for lack of a better term, sort of the millennial generation has completely different opportunities than I had 35, 40 years ago, uh, 40 years ago now. Uh, We just didn't have the the opportunity to be freelancing and creative in a sense if you want to call it that our career paths had to be much more concrete you were a doctor dentist lawyer accountant pilot maybe um, and that's it you picked one of the five if you wanted to be quote unquote successful nowadays the world is very very different and the opportunity is very different and the outreach is much greater from uh, what the strength of social media can be. So, so what do I think about it? I'm, I'm much more of a believer now. Um, I was clearly a skeptic in the beginning. And I think the, the lesson that we all need to learn is I trusted in my children's judgment. I was there to catch them if they fell. And I felt that looking back on my life, investing a few years in pursuing something that meant a lot to each child was worth was worth it for their self-satisfaction in the long run. I think that's a very well put. And I think a lot of children, I appreciate that speaking as your daughter. I appreciate that so much of that. You let us, I feel like it's like you let us explore our passions. Cause also this is like how we also discover like things that we're good at. Like think about like Lucas, like he wouldn't have known, like he's so talented in what he does in the filmmaking and like he could do this. And so we have no idea how this will translate for him in the future. It's like, all this is so even me, like just, you know, doing this podcast, who knows where this skill that I'm developing of speaking publicly could go. It's like, I feel like you've, allowed us to explore and then also yes 100% that fulfillment that we're getting from trying because you know that common quote it's like it's better that to try and potentially fail than always wonder what if and then also I think for that um, parent child relationship it helps so much for the parent end to give their child the space to explore and lean into the things that they feel passionate about and they feel pulled to for the sake of the relationship as well because a lot of resentment can build up if they're like oh I'm just gonna go be a lawyer because my parents really want me to when in their heart they want to do something else it's may not be something that's ever said but when you're older when you're 40 and 50 and you're still constantly wondering and then you ended up living for your parent and then you're kind of like well wait a minute so I feel like you gave us the the space to kind of breathe to explore while still knowing that we have time still essentially yeah and 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 I think I don't think exploring should be viewed as like a waste of time. Correct. Yeah. Because I think we every every individual needs to find a way to open doors. My biggest worry, if I could say it, or, or where I'm the most discouraged, is when someone says they don't want to go to college because they don't know what they want to do. And this isn't a, a pro-college discussion, even though I'm very education-oriented uh, um, or, and, and very supportive of education. It's more about you need to... I'm a pro open door person and some people learn the opportunities through college. Other people learn the opportunities through exploration, if you want to call it that, but no one learns open doors living in their bedroom on a device. And that's really what I believe. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, and I still contend that the children of mine, namely you uh, and among others that are doing social media work, I guess, content creation, by no means is it anything less than running your own individual business. So to me, if a quote unquote, you, your content creation, live fit channel didn't 
quote, didn't work. I don't want to even call it a failure. I think you are building a very strong resume to go work in corporate industry because of your self-motivation, your skill set in cameras, your your articulate nature in writing emails, negotiating contracts, uh, being comfortable in front of a camera. So this is not a waste of time. This is one step in independent entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Period. Did I think did I think that in the beginning? I would say probably not. But I wasn't completely um a disbeliever i would say i was just more of a skeptic i think you just didn't you just he just truly didn't know like i think also like we've over the you know past five years at this point like lucas and i both have just shown you through example and kind of through proof but not in a way of just like you know just just to show you to open your mind up that there is actually a lot of opportunity out there that joe wouldn't have known because obviously he's 60 years old and isn't in social media you know so it's like i feel like we just have once you were kind of aware of this industry that you didn't know was existing or developing then you were kind of more on board but i completely agree this is still definitely a stepping stone if we do want to pivot and do something else for sure sure. and i think pivoting is the right way to look at it not failing Right. That's what I feel like it would be. Because even I have been like thinking about, because sometimes I forget, I'm like, oh, I could go get another job. I could go do something else. It's like something I have, st- not, n- yeah, I don't know. I just have kind of been thinking about it. And I view it more so as like a pivot, not like. Sure. Okay. Next question. Um, this might be a little deep. I don't know if you have an answer for this. It says, what does Joe consider to be his biggest failure? That's an easy question. An easy, I think it's an I easy I don't think answer. I want to know the answer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> next question. <laughs> But some of these are so good. There's I can't. The, okay. Do you want me to answer it or not? I guess. I'm I, gonna get I, I, have, I have a lot of respect for long-term marriages. I, I never married to, to divorce, and I, and I did not keep things uh, on the same wavelength to keep a marriage together. I, I look at people that have been married 50 and 60 years. And I truly thought I was going to be one of those. And, and you, you only get one chance at that because we don't live long enough. We don't marry young enough. There's, there's a lot of variables, but trying to navigate life and bring the whole backpack of people with you is not an easy task. Some people uh, jump out of the backpack. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of what happened to us. So, so, um, I, I, you know, I, I stay committed to those that want me to be committed to but if mm-hmm. if you were to ask me what is the one thing that i never really recovered from is a failed marriage it doesn't mean i'm i'm not loving life i am and many parts of my life is better because i have less to answer to but but i i felt that i my path direction didn't change married or divorced right. i just wanted it to all happen as a, as a family unit. Right. So kind of to further that into some self-reflection, do you feel like it's kind of also circling back to that question of what you would have done differently? Another question that says, do you have any advice about choosing a life partner? Do you feel like that was something that was kind of out of, kind of out of your control? I don't really know how to ask the question, but like, do you feel like there's something that you could have done differently that you feel like actually could have saved what was going on because it takes two to tango right 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 i I mean and And i and i I don't i don't i don't i don't feel um innocent of the of the breakup there wasn't any there wasn't any sort of catastrophic event that made it happen i i just believe that the vision needs to be shared between both partners in the relationship and i really don't think my vision 
was shared. I think maybe in idle talk it was, Mm -hmm. but in work ethic and commitment it wasn't. And action. I think that's a, yeah. And I think that's a great answer. Not a lot of people say. Right, right, and I and I really believe that that was the that was the crux of the the matter. I I feel like yeah, it's a, it was to answer this question. What do you think is important with choosing a life partner? Essentially, or have any advice? It's like choosing a shared. You have the same vision. He's saying in the sense of like the same lifestyle, the same the same idea and vision you have for living life together, essentially. Yeah, and it doesn't mean it. You, you're navigating it together, but but are, are but are you both going to stay in the same the same backpack or, or the same handcuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what it amounts to. And when one starts to stray, you have a lot of different ways you can handle it. You can modify your plan. Um, you can, you, you know, you can um, uh, drag them along. They, they, you can have a conversation and work it out. But the bottom line is, is I guess I, I really was not willing to alter the, the, the plan that I had for, myself and my family uh but i but by the same token i couldn't mandate that the that the my partner stay in that right. same which uh, but i respect pa- backpack th- i respect that because at the same time it's like maybe you wouldn't have felt of course it's like we won't know the alternative we'll never know but like I feel like you might not have felt as fulfilled if you veered away from your vision that you had for your life of the life that you wanted to live. Like at the end of the day, we all only have one life. So that would essentially be you sacrificing like kind of your quality of life. I know this is a selfish view, but again, we each have our our right to enjoy our life, right? You would essentially kind of be sacrificing that for the sake of your partner and your kids. Yeah. I mean, I guess the way I look at it is I don't feel that I reached my goals or my full potential, but I, but I'm, but I'm still number one. I'm. I, I feel I'm still in the game. I'm not out of the game yet. Um, there's plenty of people that are way more successful, and there's plenty of people that are less successful. But, but I still feel that I, I, I can't have my partner be the be the the dream crusher mm-hmm. uh, for me. That's all. Right. And he. Nor should I be the dream crusher for for that partner of mine either. Right. And also to clarify, he wasn't referring to he's still in the game, like dating game. He meant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But the other thing I wanted to say is that just because I feel like so many people, the main thing is when they look at relationships they're like, find someone you get along with, who understands you, who you're able to have good conflict resolution with, who, I don't know, makes you feel safe, makes you feel like a kid, whatever, whatever. But I feel like another huge thing of that is to have someone who also has a shared vision of the lifestyle that you want to live, the direction of life you want to be going, because that is so important for self fulfillment i just think that's such an important thing i, mean, I feel like that's something valid. i mean all the things you mentioned are important also but i think they're you know it, it's a it, relationships are complex there's so there's many no things question, no but, i think it's all of those things right. but you're saying some people don't also even look i guess i'm speaking for me it's something that i didn't realize yes all those things i mentioned are so crucially critically important but i'm saying i'm also realizing as i get older and i'm starting to like hey i'm actually thinking about that my future family the lifestyle i want to live what you know where i want to be settling down what i want my lifelong kind of career to kind of be looking like even though of course it's going to pivot and shift it's like i guess i'm realizing as i come into 24 that there's that's also very important to have that shared vision with your partner because you could love your partner, be think that you guys get along so well, have great conversations, great conflict resolution. But if you feel like when you're 40, he's going to be pulling you in a position that you don't really want to be in or a, a, a position that you didn't envision your life to be in, that could cause some confliction absolutely. internally. Yeah, absolutely. And then cause problems down the line. I just think it's another facet that does deserve to have attention. There's on. no question. I mean, life is hard and it really doesn't ever get easy. 
So you want to align in as many ways as you can. Next question, the key to happiness. First thing that's kind of come to your mind. Now, again, this is a very... Uh, <laughs> indivi- no, it's a very individual answer. I mean, to me, and, I, and you're asking me the question, so to me, sense of, self- of self-worth is the key to happiness. Mm, snaps for Joe. <laughs> that, that, that's it. That's it. I don't find these questions hard. I feel like that's the way I live. I mean, and that's that's why it's peculiar and people that know me well realize that my my happiness... I've never cashed a paycheck. I don't even know the money gets deposited and goes back out. What gives me happiness is whether I have a sense of purpose and sense of self-worth. So it isn't, it isn't, it has nothing to do with money, stuff, and possessions. It has to do with purpose. Did that speak to anyone else's soul? I hope if you have headphones in right now that just seeped right into your ears, down your esophagus, into your heart. Joe, that was so good. That's exactly what it is. Hit the nail on the head right there. That was beautiful. Okay, next one. Again, I kind of want like a punchy answer first and that's coming to your head because I think this is kind of interesting. What do you think are some important mindset characteristics a man and woman should develop? So what do you think is one for a man that's important? I've, I've, I want to hear your answer because I think Joe's very much in his like divine masculine energy. And so I want to hear what you think for that. And then as opposed to a female, I mean, I think for, for a man and this is, this is maybe somewhat abstract, but I, I think that the stronger the individual is, the more confident they have to become with serving. So I, I think a strong man, uh, has the backbone to protect and, and serve their family. So from a man's perspective, I think that is the ultimate display of strength. Um, yeah. Now, for, for a woman's perspective, now this is, again, a man's impression of what I think a woman should have. Right, and a traditional six-year-old. Right, ex- exactly. So I don't want to create commotion on that. But to me, I, I think it's, it's, it's great when a woman is willing to... Uh, show support for the man, not financial support, um, character support, personality support, and and actually love the character of the man that they're with. Now, maybe it's it's easy if they truly feel that way, and it's hard if they don't. But I think those are some of the the ingredients to a long term relationship. A man has to have the strength to preserve and protect, and a woman has to have the volitional love, meaning the choice of love, to support and and um, uh, try to think not the word honor, but support the 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 character of the man they're with. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> Everything I've said, you think is beautiful. I mean, that's not fair. <laughs> because it is, Joe. Your number one fan, Joe. All right, last question, and we're gonna wrap this up. I feel like this is kind of a good one to end on. Someone asked how to deal with being overwhelmed when your dreams are ginormous for your life right now. I feel like pretend like you're speaking to 20 year old you. You're like, I have big shoes. I want to fill. I'm not sure quite how. It's not a hard question in my mind because I had to live this as well. You have a one year goal, a five year goal and a 10 year plan. And that's the way you got to approach it. I still have big dreams. 
Yeah, we know. Joe thinks he's shooting for the Olympics. No, 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 no. But I, I do. But I'm saying is, is I think you have to have short-term goals to get you to the five-year mark and then a five-year goal uh, and a 10-year plan. And I've said this to you many times that every 10 years, I think we have to be prepared to reinvent ourselves. And I, and I think I've been able to try to include that in my life plan. And I, and, and I, the, I have to have a disclaimer at this. I am just one man giving you one man's opinion. And I've said this many times. Yes. Do I love and support my children? Do, am I happy with the direction of my life? Absolute yeses to both of those. Could I have done better, be more, been a better man, uh, even a more emphatic yes. So I'm only giving you the perspective I have as an individual, and in no way am I any authoritative figure, and there are many people that have created greatness in this country and in this world, and I'm not one of them. So I just I just feel like I need to not have it look like I have the answer. But in this case, I think you have to have one-year goal, five-year goals, and a 10-year plan. And just start chipping away. Exactly. And every day it's, it's, every day it's a, one little tiny step forward, and that's all you can ask. I feel like it's kind of one of those things where it's like you're just doing a little bit day by day. It doesn't seem like you're doing much. And then 10 years you turn around and you're like, damn. It is. And then you look back and you see what you did behind you in order to have the confidence to know you can do more in front of you. Thank you so much, Joe. We had more questions, but that's where we're going to stop with you. I feel like we covered such a wide variety of topics. The questions you guys sent in were superb, were they not? Yeah, they're great questions for sure. And, I, and I'm, I'm more than happy to share life experiences with anyone who wants to know more, but it, it is about my life experiences. Uh, but I think, you know, for your gratitude, I think life is great and it's a matter of how much we want to focus on the positives and not dwell on the negatives. Right. A hundred percent. I love this episode so much. This was so much better than even the first episode, Joe. I feel like you dropped so much wisdom, a few little moments to moments there. That was so sweet. Okay. Do you have um, an affirmation for this episode? Didn't we just have enough of them? <laughs> I just gave one. When? That life is great. <laughs> focus on the positive and not dwell on the negative. Okay, so your affirmation is I focus on the positives and don't dwell on the negatives. I guess if that's going to be an affirmation. How about life is great? We just have to keep making it great. That's a mantra, not really an affirmation. It needs to be like an I am statement or something that you're like, I see. It's from... I, okay, I'll give you a different... I, I, I think it's... Um, endearing that you keep asking me to come on to your on to your program because you've created this but yet you asked me for my opinion and I have no interest in doing this other than to support your channel so still no affirmation all right, all right I'll do it okay I'll do an affirmation my affirmation is because I kind of from what my takeaway was from this episode I feel like you made me really think about just character doing the right thing and just being a good being the best person you could be, kind of what we touched on last episode, but I think my affirmation is, my, okay, I have it. My affirmation is, I prioritize good character and living life passionately. Love it. Okay, that's going to be Joe and I's because we kind of did a collab right there. All right, thank you so much, Joe. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching on YouTube if you are watching on YouTube. Um, if you did enjoy this podcast episode and you want to support this channel in any way, that's a way that's completely free to you. You could leave a rating and review either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, and you can leave a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube as well. Huge thank you again to Joe Catania, the best dad to ever do it. I can't. 
<laughs> Maybe we'll have you for round three. Who knows? Make another thanks, thanks, is this for, your thanks for having me. I'm sure the audience is tired of hearing my story. So we'll find some other uh, ways of, of including the words of wisdom. Joe might be out of, Joe might be retiring after this. So he might be done. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. I'm sending you guys so much love and hopefully I'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye-bye.